Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Monday. We recently learned that the economy, far from sliding toward recession, as economists had predicted over the past year, has actually picked up steam thanks to enthusiastic consumers. So if the economy is so good, why are Americans so gloomy? Here's Greg Ipp, chief economics commentator at the Wall Street Journal. Greg, what did you look at? Well, Gord, if we look at the basic indicators of how the economy performs, most of them are looking really, really good. You know, we just recorded a 4.9% growth rate in the third quarter, which is pretty spectacular. Uh, in fact, the economy is now larger than it was predicted to be if the pandemic had never happened. The unemployment rate is back down to close to a 50-year low. And that's not just because people have given up looking for work. In fact, the number of people in the labor force is also back to where it was uh, before the uh, pandemic happened. I suppose the biggest negative, which we've heard a lot about over the last few years, is inflation, which did get very high. And obviously, that's pretty depressing. Um, but inflation has started to come down. Uh, it was 9% at its peak a year ago. Now it's 3.7%. And just as important, wages have started catching up, and in many cases are exceeding that. So yes, um, people have a right to be upset at how inflation has eaten into their uh, incomes, but they've made a lot of progress. But I think the surprising thing is that when you actually take into account all these things, you look at something called the misery index, which is essentially the unemployment rate plus inflation, and you compare that to things like the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index, you find that sentiment still seems oddly depressed. It's lower than you could probably explain just looking at the inflation and unemployment rates. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a mystery there. Okay, yeah, and why? I mean, as you started to peel this back, did you come up with anything? Well, I think inflation has probably been very dispiriting in ways that we don't fully comprehend just by looking at the inflation rate alone. First of all, even though the inflation rate has come down, the inflation rate is really how fast is the level of prices moving up. And just because they're moving up more slowly doesn't really sort of like make people feel better when they consider how far they've come. I mean, in many cases, they're looking at, you know, restaurant meals and other prices, gasoline, groceries that are 20 or 30 percent more expensive than they were two or three years ago. And they're not about to start going down. So if you just look at the level of prices, people are pretty unhappy, uh, especially with homes. Like if you actually want to go and buy a house nowadays, um, Houses are way more expensive, plus mortgage rates are at their highest in 20 years. So if you're shopping for a home, that's pretty depressing, too. Mm. Um, but I think there must be something else going on here, Gord. Honestly, I think that the economic pessimism is a reflection of a broader pessimism out there uh, in the world today. I just think that it's, I call it like it's referred pain. You know how like part of your body can hurt because you injured a different part of the body? Yeah. And doctors call this referred pain. I kind of feel that people's expression of pain on the economy is, is a referral of an overall level of distress they're feeling about the world at large. And like, who can't sort of like feel a little despondent looking at all the terrible things going on in the world, whether it's political and cultural conflict, war in Ukraine, war in the Middle East, you know, mass shootings, um, crime, uh, drug overdoses, homelessness, or whatever. It's just kind of pretty bad out there. Well, we're speaking with Greg Ipp, chief economics commentator at the Wall Street Journal. His piece is called The Economy is Great. Why are Americans in such a rotten mood? And as he says, lingering inflation can't explain all the unhappiness. You know, you made me think of something there. You, you referenced a couple of items, and I thought it's like the, the inflation hangover effect or something. You referenced homes. Like, this is the biggest investment most of us ever make, and it seems very daunting right now to want to try to buy a home. And then you reference like gas prices, grocery prices. This is These are like the everyday reminders. So we got the everyday reminders versus that biggest investment some of us try to make. It, it, it's frustrating, it seems. Yeah, you, that's right. And these things all cut in different directions. So higher home prices are great if you already own a home and don't have any intention of trading up to another. It makes you feel wealthy. 
And indeed, we have data that suggests uh, wealth has grown in a significant way since 2019. But if you're one of those people who doesn't own a home and hopes to have one, or you're trying, trying to trade up on the one you have right now, the fact that prices are up so much is daunting, and it creates a very high hurdle to overcome. So that's not a good thing. Now, gasoline is um, actually, it's come down a lot. It was as much as $5, I think, over a year ago, and it's down below $4. And we've had, you know, gasoline between $3.50 and $4 in the past. And obviously, $3.50 gasoline today is not quite as punishing as it was 10 years ago, given that there's been overall inflation in that period. Nonetheless, people do remember when it was cheaper, and they kind of miss that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, milk is more expensive than it was a couple of years ago. It's not going up any longer, but people remember when it was a lot cheaper. All right, thanks, Greg. Greg Ipp, chief economics commentator at the Wall Street Journal. Meanwhile, Donald Trump leads President Biden in five battleground states in a hypothetical matchup ahead of the 2024 presidential election, according to a new poll just out from the New York Times and Siena College.